0: Good afternoon, this is Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and Leader of the Embedded Computing Design Franchise, where we talk about anything that's of interest to a design engineer. Uh, I'm here for this week's Embedded Executive Podcast, and this week my guest is Ron Martino, who is a Senior Vice President and General Manager of Business Line Edge Processing for NXP. Good afternoon, Ron. How are you?
1: I'm doing well, Rich. It's uh, great to be on your podcast
0: and uh, looking forward to the uh, discussion today. Thank you very much. So you got a pretty long title there, but the part that interests me is uh, edge processing. That's the that's the part that is really standing out, and that's where I, I want to go with this. So let's set the baseline. What does edge processing mean to you? Sure. Um, so for me, it's simple. Um, It's about embedded
1: compute. I've been doing this for many years in my career, and it's bringing both real-time and rich compute to a set of applications, uh, networking applications, um, IoT uh, set of applications, which is a very broad term, industrial applications, but basically uh, managing uh, data from a data center to endpoints that uh, go throughout various parts of our life.
0: Okay, so to be a little more specific, what is the edge to you and your, and your business? Because it does mean different things to different people.
1: Sure. So, so again, as, as I said, it's managing data from, say, data centers to endpoints. So it is um, processing data um, that allows data to transfer back and forth between different compute um, 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 systems. Uh, it could be from your home, a smart home, uh, home control, uh, appliances, uh, wearables, uh, all these devices that are processing more data to industrial um, infrastructure and factory automation um, and the various uh, things that we see in building infrastructure, uh, all the way to access to data that comes from data centers or clouds, so access points uh, as well as uh uh, gateways or aggregation points of data. So it's it's all about processing data uh, that is increasing in the amount of devices that are generating data and are performing uh, different functions. And these functions can address uh, productivity. They can address personal safety, um, as well as uh, uh, data security-related capabilities that are becoming increasingly more important in all aspects of, of both our
0: personal and our work life. Okay. So the two things that always arise in every conversation I have with the engineering community, and you touched on one of them already, is security and artificial intelligence. So let's start with security since you already brought it up. Um, What does NXP do to stay in front of the bad guys who move so fast because they have no baggage? They can just, you know, if it doesn't work, they move on. Sure. Um, well, um, there's, it starts with a rich set of
1: IP and understanding of the various security uh, risks and methods of protecting against it. And it's it's an ongoing process. Um, we have um, IP and knowledge from uh, financial and banking uh, businesses, uh, and we have a long history of integrating security. Um, whether it is on a board with a secure element or whether it's integration of a secure enclave into various levels of processing for both real-time as well as rich uh, operating systems, rich uh, environment um, OSs. So it's about continuing to enhance the IP as well as dealing with the uh, increasing, uh, I'll call it, attack surface as well as the device management requirements that you have uh, to effectively deploy embedded compute, which goes back to the edge processing discussion, and then uh, managing it effectively. Uh, and that includes concepts around provisioning, uh, concepts around physical attack, concepts around um, you know, a wide variety of um, access uh, concepts that uh, you need to protect in the complete system view.
0: So to what extent can you pass the buck when it comes to security? You know, there's people like Arm who has, has trust zone and there's a lot of third parties that offer things um, that will provide security on your chip. So at the, at the end of the day, is it your problem, or is it one of your partner's problems, or is it everybody's problem? Well, I mean, security is a big issue. Okay? So one perspective
1: is nothing is ever safe. It's just a matter of time and money, uh, which means that uh, you need to continuously uh, improve and evolve the security capability that um, you enable and offer to customers. Um, so in many cases, it, it's really a partnership activity. We, we talk to our customers about their security concepts, um, their security needs, uh, and then we talk about the various capabilities that we can offer, which uh, includes um, software, enablement, um, hardware, as well as partners that uh, we work with to, to uh, address um, whether it's uh, over-the-air updates, whether it is security of proprietary IP and keys, whether it is uh, you know, protection of assets in terms of different ways to uh, override a system. Uh, it, it's really having the tools as well as the uh, i'll call it proof points in terms of the robustness of your solution and then working in a partnership mode with customers to really enable their security concepts uh and it is very much uh you know a system by system uh decision on exactly how they're going to achieve it uh but we provide many many capabilities and then also maintaining uh a continuous oversight of uh, security, um, i call it uh, vulnerabilities, as well as testing your products uh, on a continuous basis.
0: You reminded me of something that a developer said to me once with respect to security. He said that it's impossible to get your system to be 100%, secu- 100-, 100% secure. My job is to make it secure enough so the bad guys move on to somebody else. Do you believe in that?
1: Well, like I said, so the short answer to your question is uh, you want to be the hardest um, uh, security to break, um, and that w- will, as you said, it's human nature, uh, have people focus on easier things to break into that uh, has a better um, benefit to them. Um, so making security as robust as possible is our goal, um, and being recognized uh, as having uh, leadership capability uh, becomes very important in terms of who our customers uh, choose, especially as, as, as security concept, concepts are becoming more and more important. Uh, and over time, you know, different industries, different applications, the level of importance of security um, is uh, changing and in many cases is increasing because of the type of data that uh, these end systems are, are managing.
0: Okay, very good. So now let's move on to AI, artificial intelligence, machine learning. This technology seems to advance more in the last 24 months than it did in the last 24 years before that, and it doesn't seem like it's slowing down. Um, Where is NXP with respect to this? You know, sort of the same question. Is is this something for NXP to develop, or is this something that third parties should be developing for NXP silicon?
1: Yeah, so again, another another great topic. Um, the approach that uh, we've had in, in prior businesses that have run in this business is it's a combination of everything. It's building an ecosystem, building partnerships, and then building capability that NXP offers. Um, it's leveraging open source. It's leveraging proprietary proprietary capability. Um, so m- making your solution as broadly adaptable as possible is part of what we're doing. Um, when you think of AI, I mean, the term AI, the term machine learning, they're used – frequently in many different discussions, um, it, it's absolutely critical for embedded compute leadership and edge processing because we're enabling uh, human-machine uh, interaction. Um, it's it's building on new concepts that are becoming more important in terms of staying safe, uh, interfacing with um, different uh, systems and people in a way where you don't touch surfaces, um, communicating through voice using camera-based systems, Um, It addresses productivity, uh, anomaly detection for uh, a very popular deployment, uh, which is preventive maintenance, is a good example where you can have efficiency in your business by having the machine detect when something is going wrong. Um, And then as part of this, um, where you're creating things, uh, whether it's voice, vision, or whether it's autonomous functions, which, which can include independent machine actions, machines that that have a uh, camera-based uh, capability for sight, um, and then it does something. Uh, it informs you uh, on important things that it's determined uh, you need to be informed about or takes action uh, and, uh, and calls for help when uh, it sees something uh, automatically as opposed to having uh, human intervention. So all of these concepts around uh, system-based uh, solutions that leverage in intelligence and a more efficient interaction with machines is, is part of what we offer for embedded compute, which includes the very uh, efficient enablement of uh, machine learning models. Um, and we have many things that uh, we've, you know, we are announcing and we're rolling out to make that as efficient and, and making the enablement as easy to use for our customers.
0: Do you see this technology? Go- moving out so far to the edge that we're seeing, you know, these things, you know, I hate the example of hanging something from the wall that runs on a battery for 10 years, but are we anywhere near that, where we're going to have something hanging on the wall for 10 years, run on a battery that's able to make its own decisions?
1: Yeah. So, uh, the short answer is yes. I mean, we recently, um, talked about our deployment of a uh, glow, uh, for uh, real time or cortex m based, um, Uh, controllers. Uh, And that's an example of really targeting an end function or capability and making it as efficient as you can from a footprint point of view as well as a compute overhead point of view. So you can run it on a very low-cost, very um, power-efficient processor, uh, which includes very low-end microcontrollers. And it also includes uh, how you uh, integrate in an intelligent way very uh, uh, power-efficient hardware acceleration, again, targeted at, at the end application. So for some of the uh, technology that we're leveraging today, it's very low power. Some of the design techniques, um, the uh, optimization around uh, machine learning model deployments, um, there are many uh, vision, voice, as well as more simple data uh, devices that are using artificial intelligence and machine learning um, that can last for a long period of time, um, and, and over, you know, as as we progress in this, the, you know, the duration, whether it's days, weeks, or years, uh, will continue to evolve. So yes, devices are are um, uh, are available today to start that trend, and they're going to continue to improve to get the the type of lifetimes that you're referencing.
0: It's very cool stuff, we are just about out of time, but I would be remiss if i didn 't ask you about risk five um, NXP was a very early contributor, and um, you know it, it isn 't really any secret that you guys had some uh, some silicon on a board that came out of a consortium, um, but it didn 't have the NXP name on it um, what 's the latest i haven 't seen much. Since then, are you, are you continuing down the RISC-V path, or have you determined that that's not a good place for you to be right now? Sure. Um,
1: so, great question. So, um, I'm going to answer it in uh, a general way. Um, as you know very well, NXP has a long history working with many different uh, processor architectures. Uh, we have a history in power architecture, a history of cold fire, history with ARM, um, So uh, along those lines, uh, of course, we're investigating um, uh, RISC-V and looking at where it has value. Um, It it falls into the other aspect of how the industry is evolving, which is open source capability and value. And and there, whether it's on the software side with uh, Linux um, as a simple example, or on the hardware side to create um, more open standards that can be leveraged, Um, It's it's a key part of what we always continuously uh, look at. Um, So we continue to explore where it fits versus where other architectures fit. Um, We continue to ship architectures into the industry across all of the ones that I've mentioned. Um, And we're looking at uh, where um, the status of the ecosystem is for adoption. And there's two ways that uh, you can implement. You can implement it as a hidden core for uh, functions such as uh, security or system uh, control that you want to uh, have hidden from the end user, and then you have user accessible uh, implementations. Um, so, from that perspective, we continue to look at um, and, and stay involved with how it's evolving and how you can uh, extend the extru- instruction set. Um, to perform various uh, functions on a single architecture. But it's like like everything, there are pros and there are cons, and we continue to look at those across the different architectures that we have and apply them uh, where it makes sense.
0: You brought up something that uh, I was gonna ask you about with respect to the ecosystem. You can, as we all know, no secret, you can have the best silicon out there, but if you don't have the software tools to make it go, it doesn't really matter. Is the RISC-V ecosystem ready for prime time, or is that one of the things that we're still waiting on?
1: So uh, generally speaking, I think the ecosystem needs to continue to evolve. Um, there are clearly a number of initiatives, whether it's the Open Hardware uh, Consortium or, uh, as one example, uh, or uh, just the, uh, the tooling and uh, just the, the overall ecosystem of, of users and capability that's there. That needs to continue to grow. Um, well, ARM has a very, very strong ecosystem, and, and many in the industry have migrated from a diverse set of architectures to an ARM-based solution because of the enablement and the reuse that they can uh, obtain. Um, so i say one thing, Risk Five is interesting. Uh, it's definitely pushing the industry um, to uh, rethink um, how to uh, bring uh, compute into the industry. So it's definitely an influencer. And uh, as I said, it, it all um, it, they all have their pros and cons when you look at different architectures from a technical or commercial perspective. Uh, and uh, NXP happens to be in a great position where we have the skill sets uh, around uh, compute where we can assess those and then apply them where where it makes sense, and and it it will always will be a mix.
0: Your last point is a very interesting one about competition. Um, it definitely has made people think a little differently, um, and that's a really good thing for the industry as a whole. Yeah,
1: no, I agree. Um, it keeps everybody innovating, keeps us thinking. Um, and, and it also, cause I mean, as you know, we've been doing this for many years. Um, it's always interesting to see where the value is in the end. Um, we've gone from, uh, you know, single thread, um, compute, uh, as a metric and frequency as a main to uh multi-core, um, to cores don't matter, to cores matter very much. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see, uh, how the industry continues to involve, uh, evolve and, uh, and value, you know, embedded compute. How much is is driven by uh, solving problems that are more complex in terms of a system solution that's software and hardware based uh, versus where the hardware is the differentiator. So uh, it's it's a it's a fun industry and uh, um, it's continuing to evolve. And I think this whole trend in edge processing and uh, the various flavors is exciting. It's it's the new. Uh, compute uh, uh, frontier that is going to be expanding rapidly, and uh, we're really excited to uh, continue to work with many customers around the world to uh, to enable it.
0: I picture you on the enterprise as Captain Kirk on this new frontier. <laughs> well, let's just get
1: to work with a lot get, get to work with a lot of cool customers and a
0: lot of cool future uh, devices. So
1: um, it's Very been great good. talking
0: to you, Rich. Same here. That was Ron Martino. He is a Senior Vice President and General Manager of Business Line Edge Processing for NXP. And I'm Rich Nass with Open Systems Media. Thank you, Ron, and I hope you have a great day.